Right, Matt James and Matt Q of uh, Motorsport News. Good morning to you both. Sunday here at uh, Autumn Park. It was hot and sticky yesterday. I went home, Matt. Well, let's go to you, Matt uh, James, to start off with, and jumped into a shower as soon as I got back home. That was a sticky day yesterday, wasn't it? It had, a, I think, quite an effect, didn't it, on the racing as well, or the, the qualifying? It did. I went home and jumped into a crate of Fosters, oh, to be fair, which, which managed to cool well. me down. Yeah, that was lovely. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. Um, yeah, I think it, the, the hotter it gets, then the, the tyres don't last so well, and it takes away a bit of performance from the engines. Yeah. But some of the quickest laps we saw yesterday were in FP1 when it was slightly cooler. Yeah. Um, and the temperatures inside the cars, you can see the drivers getting out sweating buckets. Or it wasn't a nice yeah. environment to be in yesterday. Jason Plato was saying something like 60 degrees or something, 60 degrees centigrade, because they don't have any form of ventilation, do they? It would no. seem. And you can't open the windows either because no. it creates drag. So they exactly. all have to keep the, the engineers closed. make sure that that doesn't happen yeah, yeah. as well. Um, let's talk about qualifying. Colin Turkington from, from the both of you, and we'll chat as well, Matt Q. Um, that was a surprise, wasn't it? Colin Turkington wasn't the name that I had down at the top of my list before qualifying with the weight that he had on board and maybe the circuit favouring the front-wheel drive cars, but hey-ho, he popped in a, a sterling performance on new rubber, it would seem, was the big difference. Yeah, Colin said that he benefited a little bit from getting a toe from his teammate Andrew Jordan, but to qualify on pole with 54 k's yeah. of success ballast really has had everyone turning their heads. They're all talking about it because... Yes, he's only 0.02 of a second clear of Sam Torloff, who did a fantastic job in his car, but you have to think that the ballast weight would account for about three-tenths, if not more. Mm. So, effectively, Colin is is quite a way ahead of the pack here, and I don't think three-tenths is going to be what you'd make out of a toe, so he's obviously got some kind of an advantage. Also, here, of course, the cars have a great... potential in starting because they're real drive cars yeah um, with Colin in pole position and Andrew in second row you can easily see it being a BMW 1-2 into the first corner yeah. and then it's going to be hard work for everybody else Matt Q the, the the Hondas old and new I think were they weren't upset but they were scratching their heads and a little bit perturbed I think yesterday Sam taught off as Matt the other Matt said did a sterling job but I think uh, Dan Camish and Matt Neal not frustrated but they thought Ooh, that was our poll to have, and especially Dan Camish. Yeah, I mean, at different points, MJ and I went to to uh, Drury's to sort of watch the car's behaviour, and they looked really sort of really good through through the high speed right hander. Um, Camish, he he was sort of he was on form, and so so was Matt Neal. But the other Hondas had problems. So uh, 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 Josh Cook, he he had an engine problem, which meant he was right down in the speed traps, yeah. and that really sort of hurt his time. And then with the with the older cars as well, so Sam Tordoff and Rory Butcher, they both set purple. For, uh, I think Rory was purple in the first sector, and Tordoff purple in the second sector, sort of in a dying moment to the sec- uh, session, but couldn't really string together that ultimate lap. And so yeah, it sort of allowed allowed Colin on to. He, well, he remained unchallenged. I think he set his fastest lap within the first ten minutes of the session. It and was early on, wasn't it? From there, yeah. It would seem that Dan Camish, both of you went out a little bit later, he tried, but I think he said he was pushing the Honda just a little bit, too, the new Honda, just a little bit too much, and, and that was causing its own problems because of him trying to get more out of it than it actually had. Yeah, well, you're going to do that. When you see Colin bank a time like that, you're going to try and get everything out of it to try and match him. But I think I'd, also around here, surprisingly yesterday, I heard more talk of traffic than I've heard for a long time. Yeah. A lot of the, the AMD tuning cars, Torloff and Butcher, I think they were both scuppered by finding cars in their way um, so that it's, you know it, it's such a skill to getting the qualifying lap dead right getting the car set up right getting the tyres right and getting the clear lap yeah, and I think that's where some of the others got caught out a little and we bit. keep coming to this event at Alden Park Matt Q about the fact that qualifying and Matt it's so important isn't it you know that's why they were this well, 
it is every weekend it's so important but this circuit's so difficult to overtake so to to be on those first couple of rows it would seem it was essential and that's why I'd like to say that qualifying session yesterday Matt Q was so important well, I'm ashamed to say it because uh, but I'm very green into touring cars so this is my first ever time at Alton and what's really staggered is how, how narrow it is and also the sort of uh, the, uh, the amount of crests and stuff in the tarmac that can really sort of I suppose hinder overtaking uh, opportunities because one it's narrow it's congested but two if you're coming out of a corner and you know you hit that crest and you're getting as we saw yesterday wheel spinning fifth gear when a car goes light that can really sort of sort of hamper your your drag out of the corner and then you you know if you're not online or haven't got that momentum to get past then you've got to sort of merge back and retain track position yeah exactly um i think we've all resigned ourselves to the fact that colin's going to win that first race would that be fair matt james yeah i think so and, and another peculiarity of alton park is it's it, one of the hardest circuits on brakes now when you look at the layout that doesn't necessarily seem obvious no there are only two well three really big stops nickerbrook lodge and into the hairpin but there's not enough time on the lap to cool the brakes down there's no massive long straights you're, you're sort of using the brakes quite a lot so the, the front-wheel drive cars particularly will get a longer brake pedal towards the end of the race, and that's mm. going to hinder them in terms of overtaking. Yeah. You know, they're not going to be able to make the lunge, the dive at the last minute on the last over those yeah. last few laps when the tyres may have gone off. Um, so, yeah, that is going to make things difficult as well. The Corolla and Speedworks and uh, their factory just down the road and everything, they were saying it is important to have a good weekend at your, let's say, your local circuit. But more importantly, Tom, with that new car and everything, he was happy again, I think, with it, its performance or not? Yeah, I spoke to him this morning and he kind of said he couldn't possibly have gone any faster on the lap that he did and he was slightly disappointed when he saw he was so far away from pole position. It's a learning experience with that car, Speedworks and the new um, Team 2S GB Corolla, they're learning everywhere they go. It still looks extremely lively. He said that you know he was really having to drive the car to get the time out of it that he did and, in, and there's nothing on the table. So they're looking at how the suspension works, how the shock absorbers work. They're trying to edge towards getting more out of it. But then again, you know, Alton Park is not the sort of circuit where a car like that would perform well. It's not got the dynamics of, of, of some of the longer cars, some yeah. of the wheelbase cars. So this was always going to be a struggle for them. It's another building block in the learning process with that car. Um, well done again to Rory Butcher. Um, we touched on Rory, I think, a little bit earlier in the older Honda finishing P5. Final question to you. Andrew Jordan's there. We touched on him earlier. Second row of the grid, again in the BMW. He's on a real roll last two meetings he's had two wins as well there's no reason I think both well say bring Matt Q in for a, for a final thought about it why he shouldn't challenge Colin I think because we expect I think that Andrew will get past both Dan and Sam um, how well do you think Andrew can do this weekend because he really does seem to have the bit between his teeth and he's going to be I think that major challenge to Colin at least in that first race yeah for me that's although it's Andrew Jordan that was one of the star performances of qualifying because after his knock with Matt Simpson very early on in uh, in practice, he he missed much of practice too. Sort of, so they didn't have the uh, chance to refine the setup or get as many laps as they like. And then they changed the setup yeah. after FP2. So he was sort of going in completely green in qualifying to come out with fourth. I think it's really impressive. But yeah, off the back of uh, what Thruxton and uh, and Croft, so two two double victories. He is he is a four man in the championship. It's Turkington's relentless points that's kept him kept him top, and I suppose Jordan's still sort of feeling the uh, 
the setback of Donington where we you know couldn't score in any of the races after his massive shunt. But yeah, he is a. He certainly driver. picked himself up, isn't he? And he will be a threat this weekend. I, I look at the championship. We're coming up to the halfway point now. Matt has a real, real final question, and we have a bit of a break now. Colin does look a little bit invincible, doesn't he? That's a new BMW. The three series does look very, very good, and Colin again. He's been a professional ever since, obviously, he seems to have been in this championship, but he does do it so well, and you think that he's going to take a lot of stopping the position that he holds as we come up to that mid-term break. Yeah, I think one of the the more interesting things about this year is Colin is now the first double pole winner that we've had in the campaign. Two poles. His last pole was something like 2017. You know, he struggled with qualifying with the BMW with weight, the one series. This one, with weight on, he's qualifying well, and if he starts qualifying well, he's going to finish well. So... You know, for him, I think the job is it is a lot easier this year than it has even been in previous seasons, yeah. and we know how good he is. Yeah, no one's going to stop him. You don't think? Is it his fourth championship? Do I, you think, think? I think it could well be. Yeah, and I think Andy Rouse wants to be looking over his shoulder. Yeah, I, I think, I think so five, as well. Not far away. No, I don't think so as well. <laughs> Guys, lovely to chat. It's look forward to today's racing. Thank you very much indeed.